News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. We're joined now by Marin Lynch, energy economist and senior research officer with the ESRI. We're, and we've heard rumblings for a long time about all of this, but this is definitely the starkest report yet. Can you break it down for people? Are we going to see power outages? Is, is that the upshot of this? I suppose if nothing changes, then I would say power outages are more likely than they've ever been. So this report is looking out to, um, for 10 years, all of Airgrid's generation capacity statements always look out for 10 years. And what it's essentially finding is that the capacity shortage that we're looking at for this winter, it is going to get worse before it gets better. Now, you can never say for sure whether or not there will be outages. You can only talk in a probabilistic way. But given the shortages that we're seeing coming down the line, that would say that blackouts are far more likely than they've ever been unless something big changes on the supply side. Okay, and and that is the big question. What, I mean, this is looking at a decade, as you say, and they're saying something along the lines of that, that we have a 37% increase in demand by, by 2031. What can we do on the supply side realistically over the next 10 years to, to insulate ourselves? We seem to have real energy insecurity at the moment. Yeah, so what I would say is on the supply side, we have um, a mechanism in our electricity market called the capacity remuneration mechanism, which is supposed to make sure we are not in this position. It's supposed to make sure we have enough conventional generation units on the system to make sure we can cover our demand at all times. So the first and foremost is it seems that that mechanism has failed. So we have to take a look at what that mechanism is doing. Why is it that there are generators that won contracts to show up and to supply electricity that didn't actually show up? In the short term, however, we're in emergency situations. So what we have to do is we have to procure some emergency generation. So these are these short term temporary generators. We tried to procure some for this winter. It didn't work and it didn't work due to regulatory and legal issues. So another thing we probably need to do at do is look at the role of the planning and the regulatory system in getting energy infrastructure onto the system. There hasn't been a coal or a gas or any kind of conventional unit built on the Irish system since 2014. So this is nothing to do with renewables. This is to do with the fact that for whatever reason, we're finding it really slow and really difficult to build gas units and to build batteries and to build all the kind of electricity generation that we need to meet our demand. So I think long run, we definitely need to have a look at the market, why it hasn't worked. And in the short run, we need to get some temporary generators online as soon as possible. Okay, so so let's look at those two things. We'll, we'll, we'll park long run for a moment, but 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 the short term plan, you were saying that we haven't managed to, to, never mind the renewables, we haven't managed to deal with things like gas. Are aspirations standing in the way of common sense here? Is our our ideas that we don't want a liquid natural gas um, storage facility because we don't like liquid natural gas or we don't want fracked gas because we don't like fracked gas? Are those kinds of aspirational things that, 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 you know, in an ideal world, yes, we wouldn't do any of those things. Are they standing in the way of us actually keeping our lights on? Like, do we need to get a little bit real? I mean, I've I've read various op-eds from people who 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 now probably come from from fossil fuel backgrounds saying, in the short term, we still need these things. What are we doing here? Yeah, so I would say um, there are two different questions, but they are linked. So there's the question of 
what generators do you have on the system? And then there's a question of how do you fuel those generators? Now, one of the travesties of the last year or two, I think, here is the fact that the Money Point plant, which is a coal plant and has very high emissions, has been running at full whack. Money Point was meant to be winding down by now. But because we didn't get enough gas generators on, we're now burning coal again. So there certainly is um, a rhetoric that's anti all fossil fuels. And I can understand where it's coming from. It's coming for climate reasons. Yeah. But if you look at climate action plan, it includes 2000 megawatts of new gas generation between now and 2030. We always knew that we would need gas. And the problem is by opposing gas, what you wind up with is more coal, which has even higher emissions. And are you saying that because that's the key, isn't it? That we're actually burning more coal because we won't suck up the fact that we need to actually get real about gas in, in the medium term. Is that the nub of this thing? Well, I don't think so in that the things that you mentioned there are things like LNG, fracked gas, gas storage. That's about the fuel. So I think it certainly would help if we could have a broader conversation on how do we get secured gas supplies. But then even if you have all the gas in the world, you still need the gas generators to burn it. So on the electricity side, the problem isn't so much where are we getting our gas from. It's the fact that for whatever reason, we haven't managed to build enough gas-fired generation units and batteries in order to make sure that we have enough electricity to meet our demand. So they're two separate questions, but they're linked. And I do think that we need to have a realistic conversation about both of them. Okay. We need to have a conversation about how we want to get our fossil fuel. And we also want to have a conversation about how do we want to ensure that we have enough generation on the system. Okay. And then that brings us to the long term, which you also mentioned. And I think many of us hope and would like to see our long term being fueled predominantly by renewables. There's an issue around planning which takes us a very long time to deliver the, you know, this offshore wind generation, these plants. There seems to be a difficulty with that. And, 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 and are they realistically going to be enough anyway? Um, we can't do it without them. Um, will they be sufficient? Uh, no, but they are necessary. Um, But the other things that we do need in order to have the necessary and sufficient generation we need are things like batteries, things like transmission lines. There's no point putting a load of offshore wind off the West Coast if you can't get the electricity to Dublin, where all the people live, and to to Limerick and to all of these other cities. Um, And then also we do need need more planning and infrastructure around those is what you're saying I'm taking need infrastructure and for whatever reason it's really hard to build energy infrastructure in this country and we have many examples of it now we have more than 600 megawatts of units that were supposed to be here this winter that didn't show up, many of them due to planning and regulatory issues we have the two peat stations that esb owned that are no longer on the system they applied for planning to extend their lifetime they were rejected uh, we have airgrid which tried okay. to get emergency even an emergency situation, we couldn't get emergency generators built. So it does seem that the planning and the regulatory system is okay. playing a role. Okay, there's all sorts of obstacles here. But last question for you. We're moving towards these renewables. We're hearing about the offshore wind. We all know that's where we're going largely. But it's going to need some kind of backup for when the wind doesn't blow. What will that backup look like? What are we looking at as our backup? Is that gas long term? Is that nuclear? What, like When the wind doesn't blow, what are we going to use when we have all these offshore wind farms? 
In the short and medium term, it's gas for sure. In the long term, I don't think we'll ever have a nuclear plant in Ireland, or at least not anytime soon. I think in the long term, what we need is we need some storage. So things like batteries, uh, we need more interconnection to Great Britain and to France. And then there okay. are other options like hydrogen, which is kind of like it plays the same role as gas, except it's generated by renewables as opposed to being a fossil fuel. Those are the long term options. But in the medium term, we need gas. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for speaking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. That is Moirin Lynch, Energy Economist and Senior Research Officer with the ESRI. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.